Welcome to homilies from St. George Orthodox Church of Prescott. Today's homily is a reflection on the parable of the Good Samaritan. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Joyous feast. It's a this morning's parable that the Lord gives to the lawyer that was putting him to the test. It's funny that we, even as Orthodox believers, and certainly everyone in the world, when we hear God tell us that you have to love your neighbor as yourself, it's like we're still asking the question, who is my neighbor? Who is it, who is the one to whom I owe a debt of love and of compassion and of mercy? In the, uh, the Torah, in the book of Leviticus, there's a verse that speaks about how the neighbor is referring to the sons of your own people. In other words, fellow Israelites. These are the ones that you should do good to. But then later on, it gets extended in the same book, in the book of Leviticus, to strangers and sojourners, people that are in the land for a while that don't belong to your people. There's one biblical commenter who notes that there was, it's very unfortunate that the Septuagint chose to translate these terms stranger and sojourner when it was translated from Hebrew into Greek, they translated it as proselyte. So it was still trying, it was almost like trying to get off the hook, that like, well, no, not strangers and sojourners, we just have to treat people that are converts to our faith as neighbors. But the law says something different. It says that you'd have to extend this love to strangers and sojourners. During the time of our Lord, John the Baptist, the Qumran community, they felt that they only had to show mercy and kindness to the sons of light. So in other words, people again that were part of the inside. The Pharisees were kind of constantly, and you can see that maybe in sort of all of their dialogues with the Lord throughout the Gospels, that they're looking for exactness and precision in their observance of the law. And so they're always asking the question, how far does this go? If I'm to love my neighbor as myself, how far does it go? Who's my neighbor? Just as they were asking the question, we continue to ask the question even though the answer has already been given. The answer is if you see your brother, which is any human being, anyone, no matter what culture they come from, no matter how ugly they might be, no matter how immersed in sin they are, no matter whether they're a Christian or not, anyone, if you see your brother abused by the malicious hordes of demons, 
And that's what it is. When you see somebody that's trapped in sin, it's someone who's being abused. It's someone who's being hurt. It's someone who's being maligned and has been taken away from their, the, the gift of their existence, which is to be in the image and likeness of God, and has had that covered up and smothered. So if you see someone like that, your hospitality is the one thing needful to them. Your attention to them. Your movement from xenophobia to philoxenia. So movement from fear of the stranger and the foreigner and the sojourner towards genuine love for the stranger and the foreigner and the sojourner. And how far does this love go? So the Lord, you know, he could have just said, well, it's enough. You know, he could have told a parable about how it would be enough just to like give some of your money to a guy that was, that was laying there abused by the sign of the road. But no, what does the Samaritan do? He binds up the man's wounds from his own resources. He pours on oil and wine, his own food for his journey, for the sake of this man. And there's a band of thieves out and about seeking to kill and to steal. And he stops his journey and risk his life for the sake of this other man. He takes time and then by putting him on his beast of burden, he slows his journey down to get to the inn. He risks his life, he spends his own resources, he makes himself unclean according to the law because he's drawing near to someone who could be a corpse on the side of the road. He does all of this and you can imagine what would have happened if one of the people of Israel, if, he had, if the Samaritan had crossed the path of this poor man beaten and lying half dead on the side of the road at the same time that the priest was walking by. And he happens to be bending over him and touching this man who's been beaten. And he happens to have a camel that's saddled with goods and property. What would the Israelites say? Oh, weren't you the one that attacked him and threw him into a ditch? You heretics. You foreigner. Aren't you the one that's likely to have done something like that? As you imagine the place that the Samaritan puts himself in for the sake of one person that is a stranger to him and a foreigner to him, we can assume, based on the context of the parable, that the Samaritan probably knew that this was not another Samaritan once he got close enough to see him. And yet he still ministers to him. And so the Lord tells us, everyone is your neighbor. If you're to fulfill the commandments of the gospel and enter into life, you have to love your neighbor as yourself, and that means even the stranger and foreigner in your midst. And so may we hear this word and heed it in our own heart and in our own life, in the way that we act and the way that we react towards the people around us when we see them, remembering that the Lord came and dwelt among us and was willing to expend everything 
from himself, was willing to pour out oil and wine, was willing to have his garments stripped of him and to lose everything for our sake, and continues within the life of the church, this great inn of hospitality where all of the poor and the broken and those who are delivered from their bondage to sin and death come and are given wine, are given oil of anointing of holy unction, are given the wine of the kingdom, of the Eucharist, and brought to healing and to new life. We have to learn that just as our Lord did this for everyone that he encountered and tried to do this, even for those who were absolutely resistant towards everything that he was saying. Because that's something that sometimes I don't, we don't necessarily understand. We think that when the Lord is speaking a harsh word against the Pharisees, it was deliberately to sort of like kick them out of the kingdom or something. No, he says a harsh word so that they would be cut to the heart. When we come under the Scripture's judgment, that is the mercy of God to us because we see how far we are and we see the reality of how much we need to repent and how much we need to completely surrender ourselves to God and rely on Him. It is not a matter of a lack of love that the Lord speaks to the Pharisees really harshly. It's not a matter of a lack of love that He speaks to us really harshly sometimes. But it's so that we would see our state and turn around, repent, believe, and be saved. And so the Lord does this throughout His ministry for those on the inside and those on the outside. And some of the Pharisees repent. There's Nicodemus. There's our great chief among the apostles, the holy apostle Paul, who repents. And so we have to be the same way. Because the Lord closes this, this passage, this encounter with this lawyer after giving him this parable and asking the lawyer who proved a neighbor. And the lawyer says, the man who showed mercy on him. And he says, go and do likewise. And so that is his word to us as well. Go and do likewise. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, through the prayers of the Holy Great Martyr and Trophy of Bear George, may the Lord protect us and save us. Amen.